All right, I wanna start with giving a little context to why I am in front of you today and why I am at Elenco. So first and foremost, I'm a mom and a farm wife. Um, I grew up on a Jersey dairy farm in East Central Illinois and swore to my vet large animal veterinarian father that I would never marry a dairy farmer. And I married a dairy farmer. Um, so we milked cows for the first 10 years of our uh, marriage and then thanks to um, the world's colliding of banking and the environmental agency in Indiana, we sold our milk cows. And then our kids started 4-H and behind my husband's back, I started buying dairy cows back. So now we live um, off the dairy farm, but I have too many dairy cows for someone who doesn't milk full time. And they, um, they become entertainment and fodder for everyone in our community we live in because they're smart cows. When it's raining, they don't want to stand in it. So they jump out of the fence and stand on our front porch. So I share this because this is how I give, I personally give glimpses um, into agriculture through a food and cocktail blog that I have. So I also have um, on the side a food blog called Buyer Beware, a fun little play on my last name, and then the farmwifedrinks.com. And peep, I reach people through food and drink, and then I sprinkle in the cattle in my life because I am very dairy cattle obsessed. So I'm here today to really help give you guys perspective on what we are actually seeing consumers talk about versus maybe what we're seeing the media talk about, and then couple that with what are people actually Googling for? Because we can think that the sky is falling, um, that everyone hates beef cattle because they're bad for the environment, but at the end of the day, beef consumption hasn't really decreased. Sure, there's plant-based alternatives on the market and there are people who buy, are buying them, but they tend to be meat eaters who are curious. So I'm gonna get a little bit into that, but I'm gonna actually start with some research Elanco has recently done. About every three to five years, we go out and we just test consumers on what they actually think about modern agriculture. And here's what we really found out. Two questions really remain. Animal welfare is a big issue to them still, or at least they say it is, and sustainability is. So if we ask them, what if anything concerns you about animal agriculture today? They're worried about large scale animal agriculture and its impact on the environment. They've heard that somewhere. They know they should be worried about it. Poor treatments of animals and um, contributions to global warming, sustainability, well-being of animals, cruelty, quality of life. I care about the animal's welfare, about its, how it's affecting our environment. And then finally, I worry about cruelty what they're feeding them. They're actually worried about that. And what the practices that are done in, that the practices are done in a safe, humane, natural way. If I'm eating meat, I want it to be natural and healthy. And knowing full well that some of the competition that we have for natural beef actually is called synthetic beef. So anyways, people are really confused. The reason they're confused is because if you open any email from, it doesn't matter if it's a food company, a marketing company, I get all sorts of daily newsletters in the marketing world, digital world, agriculture world, foodie world, you're being bombarded with plant-based everything. So Fast Company is a daily email I get. It is a marketing magazine, but they had a paid placement in July 
about a startup that has raised $75 million to make more cheese, plant-based cheese, in a marketing magazine. Um, plant-based fish is rattling the multi-billion dollar seafood industry, as if farm-raised fish and wild-caught fish didn't have enough to fight about, now they can fight with the plant-based business. And this was in Bloomberg Business Week. It's big business. But really, the one that takes the cake, the one that I'll get into to show you that really had the most momentum is the one and only Bill Gates saying that rich nations, cough, cough, the United States, should shift entirely to synthetic beef. So here's the thing that's happening in the media. It's really trendy right now to talk about two different things, lifestyle food and really edgy ingredients. And so when it comes to lifestyle, it's pantry cooking. We all stocked our shelves during COVID, and now all these people have canned goods, dry goods, stuff in their freezer they don't know what to do with. So there's this rage called pantry cooking. I think it's what most of us in rural America do every night for dinner. There's also vegetarianism and flexitarian diets. Super trendy, flexitarian means you sort of flex, you eat whatever the hell you want. So maybe you're gonna eat black bean burgers and maybe you're gonna eat a ribeye, you're gonna flex. Ingredients, herbs, roots, mushrooms. Okay, that's not too big a deal. Plant-based burgers, plant jerky, which I didn't even know was a thing. And then chickpeas or garbanzo beans are making all the rage back as an, again, a protein source for those plant-based people. So you think, yeah, the sky's falling. Everyone hates beef, they hate chicken. It's no good. But then you start digging in a little bit. Okay, what are they really saying about beef? So if we want to make the world, the, the environment better, we really need to give it up. Um, and why beef is off the menu and so many conscious foodies. Um, beefing over beef is a distraction from the climate change that we can't afford. There's all sorts of um, opposing narratives out there when you dig into it. So it's confusing for consumers. And this is why we probably think that, we probably should assume that most consumers are just glazing over all of it. Um, so it's cut off the screen a little bit here, but the highest peak there where it says Bill Gates is 50,000 posts. So in February, when Bill Gates posted about that, when I look at the meat conversation and overlay the sustainability climate change um, conversation and see how many people are actually talking about this, 50,000 people on one day. It went up, they talked about it, the next news cycle happened. Epicurious, a pretty major foodie website, drops beef recipes. It got 30,000 mentions, dropped and went away. And I'm showing you this because then when I looked at how are people looking at just beef and sustainability, it's even less. So the conversation about Bill Gates wasn't just about beef. A lot of people were talking about maybe we should go to synthetic or alternative meat options away from animal protein in general. And even with the Epicurious recipe, beef recipe drop, that continued to decrease as well. It is not as a big a deal as we think it is. So then I was like, okay, I'm coming to Nebraska. What are they talking about in Nebraska? So again, you're gonna see some duplicates of stories, but then what the um, notorious governor in Colorado do, did with Meat Out Day started popping up and percolating, which wasn't a surprise because we had meat in 
and then in, in return to their meat out day. So then I thought, what, what happened with the meat in, meat out conversation? So I dug in. It's like, let's go back to March and let's see what happened. So the good news is for agriculture, meat in had more mentions than meat out. And it has lasted a little while longer. People continue to talk about it. I put the word clouds out there just so you could see like how people are talking about it. Here's the one bad news that I'm gonna give you guys to ponder, to think about, is meat in day is actually trending over on the meat out day, which might mean that agriculture actually told people about this movement called meat out that maybe never had heard about it before. So sometimes when we're upset, we have to be careful, are we actually spreading the wildfire that no one's talking about and now they're gonna talk about it? So I'm not saying meat in was a bad thing because I think it actually was pretty smart, but maybe we should have never mentioned meat out or why we're doing it and more talk about why we're celebrating meat and all the folks that are raising it. All right, so this is where it gets real rich for us. And again, the numbers are a little um, cut off here, but I just went back to the first of the year and I'm like, I wanna know what's going on in food. What are people talking about when it comes to food conversations? So all winter long, people are talking about comfort food because we're all depressed because it's winter. So they're like, give me beef and noodles, give me chicken and noodles, give me all the things that taste good. And then it starts to warm up. People start firing up their grills. And on this little website called Reddit where people can anonymously fight with each other, people start fighting about rare steaks because rare steaks are superior and some people disagreed. The rare steaks conversation on one website got more posts and more hits than, than Bill Gates did. That is 50,000 mentions of rare steaks on one website. I'm telling you this because people just want to eat beef and they don't want to think about Bill Gates. The other thing that has happened that we probably just need to take note of is that the chicken wing industry is sort of struggling right now with some shortages. So they've done this crazy thing where they think they can just substitute bone-in chicken thighs, like whole chicken thighs at their restaurant and people will like be okay with that. So then there was a lot of angry people about these chicken wing restaurants substituting chicken thighs. And I share that because scarcity drives people mad and also causes conversation. So this is all just, so you guys can see that at the end of the day, people are just talking about food. They're not thinking about the environment and they're just fighting about how you could, should cook a steak. Okay, so I'm like, but all right. So yes, people just wanna cook steaks. They just want comfort food. But how are they actually talking about the sustainable meat conversation if we look at animal protein sources, beef, dairy, um, pork, chicken, that type of thing. And then how are they talking about it when it's plant-based, alternative meat? And really what happens is farm becomes what gets talked about. It's all about the farm, farm raised, that type of thing. On the plant-based side, it's really about just promoting a vegan lifestyle. Sure, you see climate change. Sure, you see um, environment. But the big words are vegan, meat, animals. They're really more about they don't want you eating animals than really caring about the environment. They're using the environment because they couldn't get people to care about not eating animals. So I just want to give that perspective in the conversation too. The other thing, I don't know if we have any 
um, beef, not beef producers, farmers, but people who are making the goods that are going to the uh, grocery store, plastic packaging tends to be more of a hang up for people than actually how it is raised as well when you dig into that conversation. All right, now I'm gonna be a little controversial. <laughs> so listen, um, I mean, I, I, I personally believe in personal rights. I don't really care what your stance is on being vaccinated, but for a lot of people, it's becoming like a, a status symbol. I'm vaccinated is really becoming the new, I'm a vegan status symbol. Um, and it's just becoming something that people are proud of or they um, think that they've hit a certain socioeconomic echelon if they can say, I eat 100% vegan. And so I just thought this tweet when I found it the other day was hysterical. Um, but here's what I can honestly tell you. So we've studied a whole lot of food social media and we're like, what's really, really trending, especially during COVID. So we locked down mid-March 2020, everyone stocked up on toilet paper for the next century. And then they discovered they couldn't cook. <laughs> and they discovered that what was left on the shelves at the grocery store, they didn't even know what it was. So there was a lot of Googling going on, but at the, when, when we really got into the heat of not going to restaurants, people wanted steak. And so one of the largest um, viewed, shared, liked pieces of social media during COVID was actually how to make fajita steaks. This random steak video on Instagram, hugely popular because people are like, oh, I just want steak fajitas again. The other thing that became really popular was spicy food. I don't know if it's because we're all locked up with our teenagers, but they started eating super spicy Takis, flaming hot Cheetos. There's every kind of pepper sauce. And they started recording themselves eating this spicy stuff on TikTok. And finally, the other thing that happened was we all stopped traveling. So our trip to name the exotic place didn't happen. And people missed ethnic food and they started searching for that and wanting that. So I want, since steak is like the big thing that people were really craving and don't know how to cook at home, I decided I'm gonna get into Google Trends. I'm gonna see what people are actually searching for when I just put beef in and see if climate, environment, good for you, whatever came up. And you know what came up? Ground beef. People want to know what to do with ground beef. Then around St. Patrick's Day, everyone thinks they would like corned beef and they want to know how to make it. What do you do with a beef roast? Because again, another affordable cut that they got their hands on at the grocery store and didn't know what to do with. Recipes. Like when you look at what people are searching for, when you look at beef, it is recipes. So then I was like, well, maybe People are really interested in ground beef beyond recipes. Well, beef recipes, recipes um, obviously is what they really all want. They want an easy dinner, a ground beef dinner. That's what people are searching for. Never ever, like ever, did I see the word climate change, environment in the top 100 searches for beef or ground beef on Google. When I looked at the overlay of beef and climate change in Google, this is how the trends looked. 
it was sparse, it was small. There would be peaks every now and then. There were some peaks around um, Earth Day. But for the most part, people are not searching for this information. So even though we're seeing it in media, they're not even going to Google. And I know you all have either read something or watched something on TV and you immediately go to Google to figure it out. Who it is, what they did, if you want to know the end of a show. But these people are reading articles, potentially, about beef and climate change and not even Googling about it. All right, so I want to dig a little deeper with you in beef trends, because if you're thinking, okay, so what? Okay, they're not really talking about sustainability. They're not really talking about climate change. What can I do? Well, here's what I can tell you. Talk about food. People want ethnic flavors. People want date night with beef, cough, cough, steak. And people want easy beef recipes. They want quick 30-minute ground beef recipes. Now, I know you all want, and let me just tell you, I've driven across Nebraska this week. The sand hills are lovely, but no one is searching for beef cattle in the sand hills. And I know you all take beautiful pictures, but you're better off talking about ground beef recipes and then randomly posting a picture of your sand hills, because that's what people are searching for. All right, so then I was like, what's happening with meat-free, meatless options? It's pretty boring, guys. Like, it's out there. People are talking about it. No one is really sharing it. So Tasty is a huge website. It's a huge social media presence. I think on this last slide, I had a Tasty here video. This one got like thousands and thousands of shares. This is one of, these two things are some of their top meatless recipes they've put, put out on social media. It had 22 shares. I mean, it doesn't even look bad. It's ravioli tomato soup. It's probably not bad. Put a grilled cheese with it with some bacon on it. It'll be awesome. <laughs> and then they were promoting plant-based bacon. I don't even like turkey bacon. I mean, like, I don't know what they're trying to do here, but it only got three shares, so no one liked it. Um, but then these guys who were actually promoting Beyond Fried Chicken actually did get a lot of retweeting. And honestly, I don't know if they got retweeting because it's Beyond Fried Chicken or because they just look stupid. But anyways, it did get a lot of, sh it actually got 322 retweets. All right, so I've, I've subtly talked about TikTok a little bit. Um, I, how many of you have teenagers at home? Okay, a few of you. Yeah, I, I have teenagers at home and I have a husband in his 40s who's obsessed with TikTok. It is like what we have done to save ourselves or our marriages during COVID. <laughs> so these kids are recording themselves and sharing it with the world, the stupidest things, but it has to do with what they're eating. So this kid, King of Crunch, Tommy Winkler, is a 19-year-old who just records himself eating every day. And I'm afraid to know how much money this kid is making because now I'm sure food companies are sending him food to eat on TikTok because he has over 4 million followers. And he starts food trends. So if you ever have a child come to you and ask you for a really weird thing at a fast food restaurant or a weird combination, it's probably from TikTok. I am telling you, this kid has started so many trends. The other thing that's happening is Google now is recognizing that people are putting how they made easy food on TikTok. So you literally can search TikTok chicken and rice. 
and you're gonna find a recipe that someone posted on TikTok that then they made a YouTube video or they blogged a recipe for it. But TikTok is now what is starting the trends in fast food restaurants, at home cooking, and it, I'm telling you, these are fast 30 second recipes. I don't know if any of you um, had the opportunity to have roasted tomatoes with feta cheese served with pasta. If you did, it started on TikTok. There are European countries that ran out of feta cheese because of this TikTok. And that's not a joke, you can Google that too. Um, do you guys remember the Californian whose car broke down so he would ride a skateboard while drinking cranberry juice on the way to work? And then Ocean Spray brought, bought him a brand new truck, TikTok. The trend now, anybody, any of you eat mustard on watermelon? Anyone? <laughs> right, bizarre. I'm telling you, they're doing it on TikTok. It's been trending all summer. It's crazy. But here's the thing. We have some kind of euphoric addiction to food recipes. Um, when we look at this content, it always is videos. People are mesmerized with those overhead shots of people making food. And we cannot stop ourselves from watching it. It doesn't matter if they're talking. It doesn't matter if there's, there's music. They just are enamored and love these videos. And so that's why platforms like TikTok are taking off and really starting trends. And I'm not telling you all to download TikTok and start making videos, but I think you need to understand what's really pushing the conversation. And when you're thinking about what's trending or what's happening, go search TikTok and see what's happening. So I also wanna share with you that you have some pretty big name advocates for your industry. So I'm gonna to try to play this video. <laughs> All right, so Gordon Ramsay, Hell's Kitchen, the Brit, the angry Brit, he hates vegans. He hates them. And he has this thing he does called, called Ramsay Reacts, where he goes side by side next to someone like this woman, who's a vegan, who wants him to feel bad for eating animals. So she sings a song to him, and if you couldn't hear it, it is, eating animals is wrong, Gordon Ramsay. Hurting animals is wrong, Gordon Ramsay. Share this song, and if you call me a donut, that's fine, as long as you're a vegan from now on. Called her a vegan donut, and then ate a cheeseburger as his reaction. <laughs> but the beautiful thing about people like Gordon Ramsay is he's okay with who he is, and he likes eating beef and people love eating his food, and they love making his food at home now, and he can say things that you all cannot say because he has that authority. So I share this as an example of the good that's also happening that maybe you guys have never even heard of something called Ramsey Reacts, but he's out there single-handedly promoting eating beef burgers and slamming people who think that plant-based meat is an acceptable alternative to regular meat. So just fun fodder if you download TikTok today that you can go find Ramsey Reacts. All right, to wrap it up, I'm gonna close it out with some of the research we've done. So we tend to, in agriculture to say, first of all, to give all of the information. I like to say, sometimes we wanna quote the entire Bible to people when really they just need one little Bible verse. So that happens when we're talking to people about environment, animal welfare, that type of thing. 
But what consumers hear when we say those things, come, they become defensive. Um, or they, they feel like they're not heard. So even sometimes they don't align with their own truth. So if we even say to them, in fact, 43% of shoppers bought more meat as a result of the pandemic, they get defensive. Where are they getting this? That's not what happened for me. It was the opposite. Everyone can't be saying that if we know, based on the shopping data, that people bought more. Um, we can't just say things. We envision a net zero greenhouse gas emission farm of the future. Well, that's vague. How will you get to net zero? So we need to think about how do we word things? How do we have ownership? So then we started testing new ways to say things. So I'm just going to leave you with these perspectives. So assume responsibility, first of all. We're all farmers. Everyone has a role to play. The farmers, the consumers, everyone in the middle. From producers to consumers, it's our responsibility to find solutions. It takes ownership. And then they react, well, I'm glad they're acknowledging that. They just want you to acknowledge it. Now they're your friends. Companies are the ones with all the money that can make the real change. Emphasize choice. I feel like agriculture is really good about that, but sometimes we forget to mention it. So no matter where or how or where you choose to get your protein, it's always your choice. Well, they're not pressuring you. They're letting you know that you can do, you can do, you know that when you do purchase meat, it will be healthy. And then finally, when, when you spell out what we're going to do, if we can reduce methane emissions by one third, not to zero, but by one third by 2050, it'll actually have a cooling impact on the environment. I like that they specifically mention a plan. We're helping farmers get to net zero, removing the same amount of greenhouse gas from the atmosphere as they produce. Well, I like that concept. I can see how they can reach net zero with that. So one last reminder, even during a pandemic, no one buys plant-based food. <laughs> we were not that hungry. I have a lot of pictures like this if you need any. All right, so a few takeaways. Pay attention to paid placements. So if you're reading a news article and it's really pushing climate change and beef, plant-based propaganda, look for the paid or sponsored heading. It probably is, that's what we found. Everyone is looking for differentiation and trending, so you might be like, wow, everyone's obsessed with having a plant-based burger on their menu. It's not because people are ordering it, they're just trying to differentiate themselves. Scarcity, think chicken wings, continues to be what motivates people to talk about things. People want to escape, TikTok is an escape. Um, keep perspective again on what the chatter is on Meatless actually. People could be talking about Meatless. People like Gordon Ramsay, but it's really because he's making fun of it. And then finally, talk more about steak and less about the Colorado governor because people just want to eat steak. All right, I'm probably out of time, but any quick questions? Quick questions? Oh, hold on, I'll bring you a mic. Thank you, Leah, that was fantastic. And it really helped re to reassure me about the perspective of the media versus what consumers are actually searching for. I, I'm impressed with all your skills to find all of that information. 
that last picture about the meat case with that, what people are actually spending money on, do we have any resources for consumer indexes? Like, it's great that maybe the conversation isn't um, as robust around these, these alternatives, yep. and not only plant-based, but the other kind of more environmentally friendly premiums, um, PPCs that producers can enroll in. Do we have numbers about where money is actually being spent? Like, uh, like yes. what's the market share? Yes, so the Grocery Manufacturers Association, and then also Nielsen's, both have that data. So there's actually a gentleman at Elanco that works closely with those, and we have a lot of data on that. Actually, I'm gonna tell you to follow up with Bruce or Jerry to get you information like that, because if you're interested in it, it's something that gets emailed out once a month to, to us, um, so we understand those trends. Because like meat purchases and how they've fluctuated, how does that compare to not just the meat list, but like the, the trendy or um, labeled foods, we have that data actually, and they are collecting it, which is why even things like um, cage-free eggs, like there's still too many on the shelves based on purchase patterns. People aren't buying them, but like it's almost hard for me at some of my grocery stores to find large white eggs, like normal commodity eggs, because there's so many of the other ones. Like, Meyer's one of the stores to pick on Meyer where I'm just like, where's your freaking normal eggs? So we have that data. I think Bruce, can you follow up with her? It's Bill Gutridge. 